A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm walking through a forest of oak. And the ground is covered in a blanket of red and orange and it's making it hard to find the entrance to the Warren. That's the podcast network that Colette Kinsella, Julian Clancy and myself set up. I'm Liam Garrity, by the way. You see, we wanted to create a home for great Irish podcasts. Somewhere you could visit and find all sorts of remarkable and innovative shows. So today I wanted to take you on a journey to meet the creators behind those shows and give you a snapshot of this community. That is, if I can find the entrance, it's gotta be around here somewhere. Okay, found it. Thank goodness for Google Maps. I mean, it found a physical location for the metaphor of this podcast community. Pretty good. Okay, gonna get down on the ground. I'm going to see if I can squeeze in here. So if you don't know what a warren is, it's a network of interconnected rabbit burrows. And the warren is a podcast network and home to great Irish podcasts. Okay, we are making progress. Can you hear that? That is the sound of our first show. So the Warren is currently home to six very different podcasts. The first one I want to introduce you to is The Critter Shed, hosted by Collie Ennis and Colette Kinsella. It's a podcast about leggy things. Spiders, newts, scorpions, you name it, they probably have it. Because The Critter Shed is not only a podcast, it is a real shed full of critters in Collie's back garden. It's a collection of creatures that... I have cared for over a number of years. Many of them would have been rescued during the time when we had the bust and a lot of people had to emigrate and leave their beloved reptiles behind. And they went to Australia and further afield. So I ended up with a lot of a lot of those animals. And then I had my own pets, specifically my spiders, which I'm pretty obsessive about since I was a kid. So, yeah, that's basically how it came about. That's how the shed came about. But the podcast, that's where Colette Kinsella comes in. Colleen and I met over some lizards. I was looking to do a documentary about lizards and he took me out to Bull Island. I guess it came together because I had I'd always wanted to do a nature podcast but hadn't found the right format or the right person. And then Collie was sitting ever so slightly hungover in the car beside yeah, me. I was very hungover. <laughs> and we realised we both wanted to do podcasts about nature. So we just literally... I got my recorder a couple of weeks later, came up to his shed. We went indoors and I pressed record and we realised it stopped being, it wasn't even a project about this has to be a good podcast. It was, I was just so delighted to be sitting in the shed, looking at all these creatures, learning about them, talking about them, having a laugh about them, enjoying learning about them. And it took off from there, really. Yeah. And we hit it off straight away, nearly like, we I did. mean, like yeah. out, out on the island and, I think that's half the battle is just mm. getting 
a, a rapport with someone that you can kind of just bounce off and have a bit of crack while we're talking. And I think the whole idea of our podcast is there's a lot of natural history podcasts out there that do a great job of informing and 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 that's great. But we kind of want to make it that anybody, even if you're not an academic or if you're not big into your Latin names and you're you're kind of not so snooty, you want to you want to just have a kind of a chilled out fun experience when when hearing about natural history that you can listen to us. And it's more like a conversation you'd have over a coffee or in the pub with somebody. And that's kind of the vibe we want. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and we talk about Mickey's a lot as well, which is fantastic. (laughs) That's the added bonus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not a it's not an episode of the Critter Shed unless we talk about something's willy so here we are now it's typical windy spring weather this is what they like look I'm not seeing anything no you have to get your eye in oh whoa, 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 whoa. yeah 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 see them all So we're at your pond, which yeah. is covered over the netting, and there's green stuff, loads of green stuff growing in your pond. And yes, in the middle of it, we yeah. have how many frogs? I counted 40 individuals there this morning. Uh, see the ones that are in amplexus, which is called, that, that's the mating of the, the frogs. That's when the, the male grabs her by, the, by her back uh-huh. and hangs on for dear life. Froggy style. <laughs> <laughs> Colette also hosts another podcast on the Warren, Science Drops. It may just be the shortest podcast on the network or even the world. Each episode is 90 seconds long and always begins with a question. Who doesn't want to know what earwax is? I mean, when you think about it, isn't it fascinating? Or who doesn't want to know how those spiders that you find in your house come autumn? Like how they make all those webs or all those sorts of things or... The whiskers on my cats, like, what are they for and how do they work? So Science Drops was just me indulging myself and trying to find out how bits of the world works and also challenging myself to tell the stories of those little things like earwax or yeast or whatever uh, in a minute and a half or less. So I thought, you know, why make it easy when you can make it a little bit more difficult in 250 words or less? So let's hear one. I'll be back in 90 seconds. Science. Science drops with Colette Kinsella. You know that it feels good, right? Uh, mm. But you also know that doing it in public is considered rude. <laughs> but sometimes you can't help yourself. And you... <laughs> burping. What is it and how does it work? Well, burping hinges on our mechanical makeup and the way we ingest our food. Okay, when you swallow your food, it descends through a tube called the esophagus and then into your stomach. When you swallow your food, though, you're also swallowing air and this collects at the top of the stomach. But when too much air builds up in your stomach, it doesn't have too many places to go. So your body gets rid of it by sending it back up the way it came. And if you ingest things that have a lot of gas in them, like soft drinks, well, that gas will build up quickly. And, you guessed it, you'll burp it out pretty fast. (laughs) Burping, though, isn't always caused by swallowing air. Some foods like beans, peas, bananas or broccoli take quite a while to break down and they build up gas as they do so. And when that buildup becomes too much, well, you know the score. (sighs) Now, everyone burps every day, somewhere between 6 and 20 times. And many mammals like dogs, sheep and cows also burp, though you'll probably never hear them say 
Excuse me. Okay, so our next podcast is the Dublin Story Slam from Julian Clancy. The Dublin Story Slam is an open mic storytelling night. So what that means is every month we get together with a bunch of Dubliners in the Sugar Club and we invite people to get up on stage and to share true personal stories, usually inspired by a different theme each night. So the themes can be very, very different. It could be food, it could be fear, uh, it could be holiday stories. No matter what the theme, you are guaranteed the most amazing, hilarious and touching stories every episode. Stories like this one from Tim Cooper. I didn't want to tell a story about my fear. I wanted to tell a story that was going to make you afraid. And I thought, what was the thing that I could say to start the story that would make everybody in the audience just cringe with fear at what was going to come? And, and I realised it was this. Uh, I met my wife when we were 10. We started dating at 15, married at 19. Next year we've had 30 years together. Um, and I want to tell you about our, our one experience of dogging. How could you not want to hear the rest of that story? Or this one by Kira Gill. So, anyway, I came out of the end of it. I ended up in a course in college. I was doing social studies and community development, to be honest. I hadn't got a clue what I was doing. I was just going along with shut the L one up because she was going to start and I couldn't be dealing with her. So I went along with it. Before I started the college, I was, as I said, I was in the depressed de- depths of depression. And I just thought there has to be more to this life. There just has to be a bit more meaning in this world and material things like houses and cars and give me and want. And we just lived in a world that went from boom to bust and everyone got caught, so caught up in themselves and communities were gone. And I just thought, like, I come from Darndale. I come from a serious, hardcore community that gets nothing but bad press, but it's an amazing community. And it was just lost. So I was like, I need to bring it back. So I decided I wanted to help people. So I went into town with my four mates and a flask of stew that my ma saved quite happily to tell you the truth because she was like, thank God she's fucking down so more than sitting there crying. So I brought me the flask of shoe and I went into town and we decided we'd feed the homeless people of Dublin. We decided we'd make A Dublin better. We'd bring humanity back to A Dublin. Instead of going around pissing and moaning about what everybody else seems to do, we said we'd try and change things. That was five years ago. We started feeding 70 people. We now feed up to 250 people on a Monday night. We had an unaccounted Vincent Paul of Kulak, we have a butcher's account. Today, in this month, we've fed over 200 families, probably spent 2,000 euro on families, feeding them and whatnot. And I got into Trinity College. Never. Come on, come on. Come on, the Kulak. There are hundreds more stories from where that came from. Before we leave Julian and the Dublin Story Slam, I asked Julian his thoughts on what it means to join the Warren. Joining something like the Warren, uh, for me, the main reason is just community. Um, It's that sense of 
a getting a bunch of you know amazing talented radio makers and producers and the hosts that are involved in each of these shows and kind of being able to help each other to to grow and and, and develop our own uh, shows but then it's also that sense of community that comes with being able to share our listeners you know so somebody who listens to to, to petrified for example then then maybe they would love to come and actually hear more uh, personal kind of storytelling as well so it's about trying to create this this Dublin or Ireland kind of community uh, but that's also has a very international feel because the podcasts themselves are all so different uh, like you can genuinely say I don't know where you would see a, a bunch of more different kind of stories but they're all told with a real love for the craft of storytelling um, so I think the audience kind of gets that straight away and I think if you're into one program on the Warren Network I think you'll, you'll, you'll probably be into a lot more as well. Couldn't have said it better myself. So let's move on to our next podcaster, Rosemary McCabe of How To Be Sound. I'd kind of been wanting to do a podcast for a while just because I like the sound of my own voice and I've always wanted to work in radio. And I guess I was kind of thinking like, what can the top? I was thinking of like a whole lot of different topics. Should I do something on fashion? Because I used to be a fashion writer. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And then I think it was, I can't actually remember the specific conversation that sparked it off, but... I had had a series of conversations with people where I had come away from the conversations and thought, wow, that was really interesting. And, you know, I'd almost like to interview that person. I'd like to write that down. I think they they had some really interesting points that would be worth sharing with people. And then I realized, well, why not make a podcast with those conversations and basically use those conversations as a kind of an, an entry point to a conversation about something bigger. So whether it's about like how to be better at recycling or just talking to people who've had different life experiences. Like, I mean, I guess the idea is that for me, you would listen to an episode of How To Be Sound and come away from it going, wow, I, I learned something that I didn't know before, or I'm now thinking about something in a way that I didn't think about it before. Rosemary's guests are always from all sorts of different backgrounds, and that lets you in on some fascinating and quite often hilarious conversations. But one recent episode that really made me laugh featured her sister Beatrice. Such nepotism. Very Irish. Um, yeah, I recently had my sister on. It was funny. I wanted to have her on to talk about her career. It's taken her from Ireland to Milan, Paris, New York, Dallas, and now Fort Wayne in Indiana. And I think she's had an incredible career and I wanted to talk to her about that. And I suppose about always feeling like an emigrant. I think that's something that a lot of Irish people who have left Ireland feel for the rest of their lives. Like they're always thinking about Ireland as home. 
But we ended up basically just having a big having a chat and not talking so much about her career. Here's a clip from that episode where they talk about their parents. You know, I woke up one morning when I was still living at home in our house in Kildare. I woke up one morning and I heard this like hysterical laughter from two of them in the kitchen, right? And I walked into the kitchen and basically what had happened was mom had hard-boiled eggs the night before and she'd put them in a bowl and had forgotten which bowl had the hard-boiled eggs and which bowl had the raw eggs. And dad had taken out his engineer's brain the next morning and gone, you know, Claire, when eggs are hard-boiled, if you spin them, they spin on their side even, or on their I axis can't. or something, right? What is going to happen? Right. So mom's like, like, I think she just got annoyed with dad being like, I'll tell you how you can tell, Claire. And she went, oh, do they? And she picked up a hard-boiled egg and like mashed it into the counter and they went, it's not spinning, Philip, because she cracked it on the side, right? And dad went, for God's sake, try again. And he handed her another hard-boiled egg. And she did the exact same thing, right? Where she like whacked it down on the counter. and was like, it's not spinning, Philip. And then he said, oh, try it again. And stop being so heavy handed. And he handed her a raw egg. <gasps> Deliberately? Yes. And she mashed it down the counter and it went everywhere. <laughs> and the two of them, I woke up and the two of them were like covered in egg and laughing their heads off. They were literally having the best morning of their lives with this like hilarity. albumen. <laughs> Expect a lot more laughter listening to How To Be Sound. Now we come to a podcast where you are more likely to be trembling, freaked out, or possibly even screaming. Because our next show is Petrified, a horror drama anthology podcast from a darker Ireland. It was a bit frightening, wasn't it? Uh, Not for me. You get used to those kinds of calls. Are you sure there, Teddy? It was like listening to a ghost story. It was very good. Tell the truth. Did you plan that now? I just want you to know, after me, they'll come after you. Be careful. Don't want to wake our guest. Petrified is produced by myself and written and directed by lifelong horror fan Peter Dunn. I always had a big love of horror. I remember one of the one of my earliest kind of film memories was when I was really small and it was the Channel 4 were doing this kind of ghost story for Christmas. I think I was about like maybe six or something and they showed The Innocence. It was one of those things where, you know, even though the kids were evil, I associated with the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fully grown woman. But and then from there, uh, you know, the, the first, you know, the first grown up uh, book I ever read was The Exorcist. And I, I was I think I was about like nine or ten or something. And and I even did, like credit that with making me a better reader because I'd be reading this and I'd go, what does this word mean? Any time I looked it up, it was something pretty disgraceful. <laughs> but uh, and then, you know, my, my granddad was a big horror film fan. So we used to watch all the old Hammer Horrors and all together. So when he passed away, I used to. Just kind of to, to remind myself of him, I used to watch these films and and then in a weird way, like, you know, now when I watch horror, I actually feel comforted by it because I associate with him. So it's kind of a weird connection to make, but there you go. Each episode of Petrified is a standalone story, always unsettling. I'll head up the steps first so you can hand me up your stuff. Is there someone else down here? Huh? 
For a second I thought I could see a hand resting on that low shelf. Come on. Quickly. Don't close the trap door. I'm not. Pass me up all your stuff. Your bag and your camera and all. Here. No, don't let go of the... Oh! What I like about making Petrified or Horror Drama for listening to is, is anything is possible, really. A lot of things could have happened while the show was on. How do you mean? An hour is a long time for a susceptible mind listening in. It was all very tongue-in-cheek. I think most people realised it was a joke about ten minutes in. Most people isn't every person. Uh, it seems like you're pussyfooting around whatever it is you actually rang up to say. Spit it out there. What if during your hour-long joke there was someone who didn't realise it was a hoax? There's something kind of creepier that, you know, you're going directly into people's brains, you know, that, you know, it's it's linked right into your ears. If you have headphones or something and you're speak, you're basically whispering into the rear, which is the best way to tell a ghost story. I'm very excited to let you know that there are several new episodes of Petrified coming before Christmas. So make sure you are subscribed. OK, that leaves just one more podcast. Mine. Meet Your Maker is a show about the people who make the things we love. I am fascinated by the stories people have about the things they make, whether that's a book or a board game, a song, or even how they record voices for video games. You know, like, especially when we do video games, video games have a lot of fighting reactions in them, and they want you to really, you know, you're supposed to, you know, like the direction will say, uh, burned alive, and you're like, and they're like burned alive with spear through head you know burned alive with spear through head off cliff so you have to do the whole gamut of and and you really know you're doing the video game correctly when you feel your throat bleeding that was voiceover artist chuck huber if you are curious about creativity you will love this show i promise some of my favorite episodes so far Uh, There's one about this Dublin guy, Dan Walsh, who created a webcomic called Garfield Minus Garfield, where he would Photoshop Garfield out of the comic strip, and all that would be left is Garfield's owner, John. And then the strip became this poignant story about this depressed guy, and the webcomic blew up, millions of hits, and then the creator of Garfield, Jim Davis, found out. It's a brilliant story. Another one I'd recommend is about Louise Gold. She was the first British woman to join the original cast of Puppeteers for The Muppet Show back in the 70s. They put a puppet on my hand and asked me to count to ten, which is basic early puppetry. And then I just kind of fooled around. Up until this point, Louise didn't have any training in puppetry. In a way, at that time, nobody did what they did. So it was really, was I someone that was mad and could fit in personality-wise and had some aptitude with the puppets? One of the things that I realised only recently is it's partly about we're always in very uncomfortable situations, very physically close together, operating a puppet with one or two or even three of us sometimes. And you just have to fit in and be able to be in uncomfortable positions together in the trenches almost. Can you do that? Are you the person that you want to have 
with their head in your armpit. <laughs> so the audition really is a bit weird. It's, you know, are you talented, but are you someone we can work with that closely? The answer was yes. She got the job. It was strange, but they were all so lovely. And Jim Henson was there and went, Hey ho, Kermit the Frog here. Hey ho, this is Kermit the Frog. And I'm thinking, these people are weird. I like them. Louise has some great backstage stories about Kermit and the gang. And being a podcast made in Ireland, Meet Your Maker also features loads of stories of Irish people and the things they make. One of the strangest has to be one called Garda Roleplay. So Garda are what we call the police here. It's an episode about this group of people who have modified Grand Theft Auto, you know, the video game GTA. They have modified it to have exact replicas of Irish emergency services vehicles. And then they roleplay scenarios and they take it very seriously. A lot of effort's gone into to making the, the vehicles and the uniforms and the whole lot realistic. So, I mean, it, it would be kind of a shame to, to kind of put that to waste, you know what I mean? We all understand that we want this to be realistic. And, I mean, that's our common goal is to make this as realistic as possible and to make realistic videos and realistic patrols. So I suppose it's kind of a maturity thing as well within the community that, we, you know, we all just have that level of maturity that we can go in and obey uh, speed limits. And if one person messes around in a, a video, you know, it, it kind of it breaks the realism a bit, you know. So this is not CSI Cork or CSI Limerick. There aren't shootouts or explosions in every video because there aren't that many shootouts or explosions in the real emergency services in Ireland. Scenarios tend to be on the more realistic side of things. We had a call to a bar for a fight and they, they came over the radio as... Um, there was blades and bottles and everything uh, involved. And we sent cars from every bloody direction. But like we got there and it was it was all over. Like we just cleaning her up. Yeah, Charlie won there uh, just in, in, in the pub there now. Uh, just be a voice there, lads. It seems extremely quiet. Roger, uh, just to inform you there, uh, call takers have So that's Meet Your Maker, hosted by me. And that brings us to the end of our little tour of The Warren. I really hope you liked it. You'll find links to all of our podcasts on thewarren.ie. So go and subscribe to all six podcasts. You will not regret it. We're trying to spread the word as far as possible. So if you, as in you listening right now, were to tweet or post on Facebook or Instagram, or even just WhatsApp a friend, tell them we're here. Because this is just the beginning. We are The Warren the home of great Irish podcasts. Thanks for listening. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.